This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Boon. Now, according to the National Health and Morbidity Survey in 2019, one in two Malaysian adults is overweight or obese. And with the pandemic leading to more indoor time, less physical activity, and stress eating, it's not surprising that many Malaysians today are struggling with their weight. And while exercise is important, diet plays a critical role in maintaining your weight. However, most Malaysians might feel that it's a bit expensive to achieve a healthy diet, especially in the current inflationary environment. In fact, a survey conducted by food industry Asia and research firm IGD found that 99% of their respondents are actively trying to improve their consumption habits, but 71% say that it's a lot more expensive to eat healthy. How true is this? Can we eat healthier on a budget? What can we do? How do we go about it? Well, joining me to discuss this is Professor Dr. Winnie Chi. She's the Dean of School of Health Sciences at IMU or International Medical University. She's also the President of the Malaysian Dietitians Association. Good morning and thank you for coming on the show, Dr. Winnie. Yeah, thank you very much, Sim. Okay, so before we delve into it, right, what you can do and everything, maybe you can paint a picture of the general diet situation, dietary situation, the general weight situation in Malaysia, right? I mean, just, just how unhealthy are we and how much of it is actually due to the diet that we have? Well, you mentioned just now about the National Health and Mobility Survey. I think that's an important benchmark report that we can use because it's one of the, it's something that's done every uh, f- uh, five years and they surveyed about 15,000 Malaysians actually. And um, it's quite worrying because they showed that uh, 1.7 million uh, Malaysians currently live with at least three major chronic disease, diabetes, high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And we all know that these are all risk factors for cardiovascular disease. And um, you're right about physical activity. Uh, One in four are not active at all, especially those who live in urban areas, town areas like uh, you and I, you know. Um, Now, we can usually use globally, we use uh, fruits and vegetable intake and the intake of sugary drinks as an indicator on whether people practice a healthy diet or not. So let's see what the NHMS showed. 95% of Malaysians do not eat the recommended um, daily amount of fruits and vegetables. So we're supposed to have at least five servings a day, right? Uh, 95%, which is very high. And what's more worrying, 53% take sugary drinks every day, right? So they eat about three to six teaspoons of sugar daily from these drinks alone. So these are kind of like the self-prepared drinks, you know, our favorites, the malted drinks. Yeah, the three ones, yes, and uh, carbonated drinks, packet drinks. So that's that's quite bad. And 11% of um, the population they surveyed were actually drinking alcohol and also practice binge drinking, which is also 50, more than half of those who drink alcohol practice binge drinking. So we all know that these are all risk factors for chronic diseases. So if you ask me how much is that chronic disease rise due to diet, I would say quite a substantial uh, one of the things that we can control is actually our dietary intake and our 
uh, activity levels. You know, in your experience, your research and all, right, do you do you have an indication what kind of economic impact that Malaysia will experience, right, if, you know, we let this situation continue? Now, the economic cost is going to be borne by mostly the healthcare system and also the government, right? Because having a nation that is uh, unhealthy and with chronic disease, actually the economic cost is hugely substantial. So um, what are the costs related? So the first will be the direct cost. That means the healthcare cost in terms of resource consumption, like medication, outpatient, inpatient costs. So if you're unhealthy, you have to be hospitalized, you have to take medication. The indirect costs will be uh, those that largely encompass monetary losses. So if you are if you have disability or death, we'll have you know, incur costs in terms of um, you know uh, productivity, income losses, not to mention you know travel expenses will have to go to see the doctor, and even um, trying to change your diet, there's a nutrition cost to it as well. So interestingly, right, Sim, in 2010, um, actually the Ministry of Health together with the National Institute of Health, they published a paper on the estimated cost that's spent for diabetes-related healthcare. So they just use diabetes as, a, as a, you know, the indicator. Would you believe that USD $600 million is spent by us, or diabetes-related healthcare by Malaysian in Malaysia, and this is about sixteen percent of the overall national healthcare budget. And so this was economic cost huge. This is twenty ten, right? That's twelve years ago. Ah, uh, correct. Yeah. So imagine now, if they were to look at it, it would have increased already. It'll be even higher. So that was a very comprehensive, systematic review they did. Uh, that looked into the expenditure. And of course, there will be a personal cost to you as well, right? If oh, you yes. maintain a healthy diet, right? Correct. In a sense where Correct. I'm sure that, you know, I mean, what, what what kind of picture can you paint, right? As the personal cost, aside from feeling and being unhealthy, but the monetary cost. Yeah. So if let's say, I mean, you have to pay for medications, you'll have to pay for, you know, going to see the doctor, your travel costs. There'll be also related of um, if you want to buy healthier foods, um, it is if you're trying to eat more brown rice, let's say, or you're trying to uh, eat more fish, some of these foods, uh, as we know, the costs have actually increased a lot. So it is, it, it will be more costly for, for us to, uh, to be able to practice a healthy lifestyle. And that cost uh, can be substantial depending on how much, you know. So Malaysians roughly spend, we'll spend about 50% of our income on food. And this actually has been shown and, and, and survey has been done by FAO United Nations. So they looked at uh, how much expenditure is uh, are people practicing to practice a healthy diet. And do you know that uh, according to that data, which they looked at uh, across the world, so on average, a uh, person, the researchers found that people are paying $3.54 US dollar per day to eat a healthy diet. That's about 16 ringgit a day. I think that is quite true, you know, for, for some of us. And on average, we spend about 50% of our income on food. And in fact, the report showed that about 3 billion people around the world today may not be able to afford a healthy diet. So I looked at the data from Malaysia. And according to that data that they showed, uh, and you can access this on uh, in their website, 1.9% of Malaysians actually cannot afford a healthy diet. Okay, but what 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 do you mean by a healthy diet? What makes up a healthy diet? What do you need to mm. eat? So what people really need is a diverse and nutritious diet, right? So um, just getting enough calories is important, but it's not actually not enough to live a productive life. Huh? So for example, you get all your calories from cereals and starchy food only. 
that's not going to be the correct way because you're, also, you're going to be deficient in protein, you know, your essential fats and a wide range of macronutrients that our bodies need to function optimally. First rule, follow the Malaysian healthy eating plate. So we're talking about appropriate serving sizes, right? So a quarter of your plate should be, you know, your rice, your noodles or your breads, right? The starchy foods, your carbohydrates, if you like. Another quarter can be your proteins, like fish, your chicken, you know, but we never consider things like tofu or beans, which are also good quality proteins we can have. And then the other half of our plate should be filled with fruits, uh, and you know, one fruit and also vegetables, right? So the amount of fruits and vegetables that we should eat in a day, try to aim for at least five servings a day. So what is what does that mean? That means two servings can be fruit, you know, and then uh, one to one and a half to two cups of vegetables a day. That will give you your five servings, right? That, that, that's the minimum. Another important point to include is to have some high fiber foods, like, for example, like brown rice, you know, wholemeal bread, chapati, lentils, beans. These are all uh, shown to be uh, very beneficial in terms of uh, for, for weight control, for, you know, diabetes control, preventing some of the chronic diseases. So very important that we incorporate some of this. Um, the fourth thing will be to avoid uh, or minimize all the sweets. Uh. So your kuehs, your cookies, your biscuits, you know, candies and so on. Get used to drinking lots of plain water or if you want some flavor, make it unsweetened drinks. So you can have green tea, you know, barley water that doesn't contain sugar. The fifth is to look at the fats. So try and minimize all this fried stuff, you know, deep fried foods, you know, santan dishes, all the processed meat like nuggets, sausages, burgers, fatty cuts of meat. So this is actually um, to prevent, you know, things like high cholesterol, for example, high blood cholesterol. And finally, um, Malaysians need to be more aware of our own body condition. So we should be taking our weight weekly. No, you you don't wait until your weight has gone up to so much and then realize, oh my goodness, I put on so many kilos. So by right, we should monitor our weight weekly. So that actually has been shown to be effective to make us more aware. And that leads to some changes in our dietary habits. And finally, we have to be, you know, enjoy ourselves with exercise, make it fun. So at least 30 minutes around five times a week. So that's why I don't just say diet is important. The entire lifestyle and awareness is also important. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon and today's topic is eating healthy on a budget. How do we do that? Joining me to discuss this is Professor Dr. Winnie Chi. She's the Dean of School of Health Sciences at International Medical University or IMU. She's also the President of Malaysian Dietitians Association. Now earlier, before the break, uh, Dr. Winnie was outlining and painting a picture of the, the health situation for Malaysia and she was giving some tips on how to have a healthier diet and a healthier lifestyle in general. Okay, so what you mentioned earlier to avoid these kueh and uh, sugary drinks, uh, creamy, santan and all right. For many of us, right, one is that it's very cultural, right? You know, when the festivities are come, Deepavali is coming soon, right? You know, it's it's hard yeah. to avoid this. You also don't want to be perceived as rude or you don't want to be you perceived as ingracious. And also, I think there is another aspect where it's also very convenient to get all these... Um, less healthier options of food, right? Like, I mean, how do we avoid it? Or how do we adjust our lifestyle to kind of like have a more healthier consideration? I'm not saying that during festivals, we should suddenly go on a diet. Lah. That, like you say, will not be <laughs> acceptable. Um, the problem is we have festivals after festivals and Malaysians 
we enjoy everybody's festivals, right? Whether it's Raya or it's Chinese New Year or Deepavali, we visit friends and we, and so on. But more importantly, actually, is to look at the bigger picture. So in other words, on daily basis, keep eating healthy, keep ensuring that uh, you exercise and so on, so that when you have your periods where we need to eat a bit more, we want to indulge a bit more, that's still fine because the next day we adjust back again to eating healthy. So it is possible. So it's about mind being more mindful about, you know, about this, but at the same time not become antisocial and you end up uh, not getting invited anywhere anymore because you're too particular and um, you know, you're not eat, enjoying the food. So uh, food is the centre of uh, our culture. That, that's very true. But it's, it's about um, portion. So for example, um, if you're going to go for a, for a dinner or you're going to go to a friend's house to makan, you know, then the day before, a few days before, eat healthy, you know, don't eat, don't overindulge already. And then after that, exercise more, right? So in that, in that way, you're balancing it. So you can still enjoy your life and enjoy the food but not overindulging to the extent that it gives you obesity and you know and you end up with chronic diseases so being more mindful is very important um another way is to actually look at uh cost of food right when we when we do our shopping and so on i think malaysians eat out a lot and uh, outside food tends to be of course you can't control a lot of the ingredients that we put in and also out eating out is also getting very expensive as well so we should consider um you know home cooking a bit a lot more um there are ways that we can prepare foods uh, and uh in, in a more uh, cost effective manner so, for example, if you're looking at, okay, incorporating some brown, some whole grains into your diet, right? So your breakfast in the morning don't necessarily have to be outside, right? You could actually prepare your own healthy breakfast with some wholemeal bread, with some oats, you know, which is still affordable, right? Uh, if you if you think uh, white rice is, uh, you know, brown rice is a bit expensive, not, not everybody likes it in a family, then it's okay, just mix it. Right, mix half and half, for example. So that will also last you a long way. And you still can incorporate some whole grains into the diet. Right? Meat and fish usually cost a lot, right? So uh and and meat, we know um, we can consider other choices of uh, protein foods, you know. So um local fishes, actually, local fishes are less expensive. You don't necessarily have to buy imported fish like salmon or codfish, right? Our local salah or dory, you know, mackerel, uh, sardines, these are all actually has been, or even the patin fish, um, has been shown to be very rich in omega-3 fatty acids. And, um, you know, it's as good as the salmon. So then we can consider that eggs is another good source of protein. And as I said, going meatless in a few, some you know, in some days in a week, um, plant protein often costs a lot less, huh? So if we start to incorporate more beans, you know, beans, lentils, tofu into our diet, they're very nutritious, they're cheaper, and they work very well to replace meat. So in that way, we can reduce the cost of the food that we eat as well. But what do you say to this perception that many of us have, or many people have, that eating healthier is still much more expensive, that buying healthier food is so much more expensive, right? I mean, how true is this? and Or is it just down to the choices that you make in terms of what you need to buy? It is quite true. It's generally true around the world that uh, healthier diets are more expensive. Right. And the reasons are at the macro level is about supply and demand, right? So there are lots of policies that need to be put in, um, you know, by governments to ensure that there's, um, you know, subsidies, for example. Um, and then how do we, all the different trade points, 
the quality of the food, you know, pest, pest resistance, transportation, storage, perishability, all of these need to look into because this raises the, the price of food, right? Um, and healthy foods tend to be, um, you know, those that are without all the preservatives and all that. So it is very important that how fast the food actually uh, spoil um, is also taken into consideration. The other aspect is demand, because if um, the public is not demanding for these foods, then the cost, of course, becomes even higher. So it's very important that we create that awareness and we ask for it. So if the consumer demand that we would rather we we want to you know buy healthier foods, then uh, it be more there's more more uh, supply of it. But on the other hand, um, the reports also and uh, researchers know that uh, sometimes just you know awareness and education is not enough. Um, there are lots of things that uh, the food environment and the policies need to take into consideration to ensure that the price of the uh, healthier food choices are lowered. Otherwise, uh, people will still not uh, want to buy it or afford to buy it. It's not something that can be solved overnight. Okay, but are there any tips or tricks that you have in mind? Like maybe, you know, go to the Pasar Malam or buying food at a discount, right? I think some grocery stores, when it's closer to the expiry date, mm. they let you buy it cheaper. But then there's this whole debate about best before and expiry as well, right? So what you mentioned just now to go to Pasar Malam and buy it, you know, uh, it's cheaper and you buy it in bulk. Yeah, those are actually very good tips. Uh, one of the key things that we can think about, I would say, is, um, like I said, start start thinking about uh, reducing eating out and cooking at home. The good thing is that um, you can plan your meals better, okay? And uh, home-cooked foods are generally healthier, right? So a lot of people say that, oh, but you know what? I don't have time to cook or I don't know how to cook. But nowadays, uh, there are lots of resources huh, on YouTube, you know, that makes cooking actually very easy. And, and you can make it, you know, to and it can be done. I've, I myself have practiced that, especially during the COVID pandemic. You know, I think everybody became a chef, you know. So it is possible to do it. You know? And so starting and cooking at home. The other thing is uh, take a look at our practices of shopping, you know. Um, before we go to the store, make a list. Right, go and check out what what are the foods. What what does your freezer have? What does your fridge have? What does your cupboard have? Right, and do you have enough of the you know the 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 sort of food that we want? Make a list, and then when you go and shop, the well, one thing is that never shop when you're hungry, lah. You know, when you're hungry, you tend to put in a lot more things into your into your your basket, and um, that raises the amount of food. You know, your your food cost as well. So so planning your menu and uh, knowing what you want to cook is uh, what you want to eat for the week is very important. It's one way to uh, look at cost savings. Also, take a look at your cupboards and see, are you having all these convenient pre-packaged foods, uh, right? Like chips, la, uh, crackers, la, and so on, you know? So we would, um, maybe it's time to stop buying some of these and uh, and replace that with, uh, you know, more uh, healthy recipes that you can prepare. So that will actually also reduce your costs. Uh, at the same time, the other thing that I see um, now more homes are doing uh, is grow your own vegetable garden. So even if you stay in you know uh, apartments, it is possible to learn. Uh, maybe in front of the balcony, you can do that. Uh, I've done that for my own home. And we've actually got two or three vegetables that are very easy to grow that uh, actually adds on to increase the vegetable intake for the family. If you have space, fruit trees, papaya trees, very easy to grow. Bananas, also very easy to grow. Um, I also see communities where they do community garden. 
Um, so community garden is another good idea uh, where, you know, people come together, grow some vegetables and they can then uh, enjoy that uh, as well. Um, so these are some of the things we can do. Another thing is to buy generic brands. Uh, the nutrition content usually is the same. So a lot of uh, the house brands, right, uh, they cost less uh, and they have the same nutrition content. So that's also a good option. So that's those are also simple ways that we can reduce our food costs. Right. Okay. There is this super food versus normal food uh debate, discussion and all where, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of superfoods are marketed to be much more healthy alternatives, stuff like quinoa, berries, you know, and they are much more expensive, right? Um, are there local yeah. options to this? Is this how how far does this marketing go in terms of the health benefits that this food have? Well, for those of of us who are able to have disposal income to have all these health foods, um, there's nothing wrong with it. But also don't be fooled by it. Lah. So expensive superfoods sometimes um they there are some of the health claims actually is uh, is unproven. Okay. In fact, science tells us that if you if you increase the volume and the variety of fruits and vegetables that you eat, a lot of the times this itself is already very effective to reduce uh, ill health, right? And um, therefore, not necessary that it's only eating quinoa or berries will improve your health. So that that's very clear, right? So it's about variety, it's about balance, constantly, even dietary supplements and so on, have not come up with strong evidence that it really impacts our health. And a lot of local fruits actually uh, seem is, is very rich in antioxidants, vitamins and fiber. Your banana, your guava, your mangosteen, your star fruits, our pineapple, these are all cheaper options compared to those imported fruits. And they are actually very packed in antioxidants, vitamins, fiber, as I said. Uh, quinoa, you mentioned, yeah, it's a high fiber food. It's rich in certain uh, phytonutrients. But if you eat a varied diet, follow the healthy plate, you're probably going to get more. You know, you're going to get the same amount of nutrients as well. So not necessarily we have to buy these superfoods, especially if uh, we don't, you know, we want to save more on food costs, then go for the basics. Get your fruits, get your vegetable, eat your fish, your chicken. Those are even better than compared to buying superfoods. Do you think that it's also an issue of temptations or lack of options, right? It always feels like sometimes when I'm in a rush, it's so much more easier just to get something from fast food, you know, or go to the mm. supermarket and buy, mm. you know, something that is generally unhealthy but because of convenience right Mm -hmm. and also generally once the the final prepared product always seems cheaper well it depends so if you have time uh, like myself I bring food to I bring I pack my own food to work Um, it doesn't take a lot of time so if you want to get something quick there are are many recipes to make a healthy sandwich Uh, that's easy to do uh, that we can prepare the night before and then bring to work so I know people are always going for convenience. So if you do go to some of these bread shops, for example, go for the sandwiches rather than all the bakeries or big products that contain, you know, butter and uh, very high fat, right? So learning how to shop healthily when we are buying foods outside, uh, it's an important skill. So it's about making that effort and having that motivation to eat healthy. Once you decide on that, actually there are many strategies that can be done. All right, and that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Professor Dr. Winnie Chi, the Dean of School of Health Sciences at International Medical University or IMU. She's also the President of the Malaysians Dietitian Association. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We've got the 10am news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise, PFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense. 
on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.